This is episode 41, March Madness. Good afternoon. Welcome to Flying in Sports. Where we fly around nationwide talking about what's going on in the sports world. We're your hosts, Joey Polizzi. And Costas Cucunaras. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Flying in Sports underscore podcast. Welcome to our 41st episode, and March Madness is back. Flying in Sports is here to give you some bold predictions for the tournament. Who's going to win the NCAA tournament? Can the Liberty Flames pull off the upset against Oklahoma State? And who are three possible sleepers in this year's tournament? All this and a whole lot more on this week's episode. All right, Kostas, you ready? Let's get to it. You know, last season we didn't have March Madness because of COVID and everything, and we finally have it. How pumped are you? I'm extremely excited, especially with what's going on in college basketball this year. Yeah, it's been it's been a crazy ride, many upsets, and I'm sure we'll see many more here in the March Madness tournament. So, as you know, the first four seeds are the Gonzaga Bulldogs, who are 26 and 0. You got the Michigan Wolverines, who are 20 and 4. Illinois Fighting Illini at 22 and 6. And the Baylor Bears for 23 and 3. And as you're filling out your bracket, Coast House, and to everyone listening, who is going to be the first one seed to fall in this tournament? I'm going to have to say Michigan. I don't think they deserve the first seed, but uh, overall, but I mean, obviously the committee said so, and uh, the record proved it. But Michigan will fall. Um, Isaiah Livers, he's, he's out. That's, so they're, they're, that's a big loss for them. And, uh, I don't think that uh, Juwan Howard's team can pull through and uh, go all the way. That Isaiah Livers is a huge, huge loss for that Michigan team. He was, you know, the leading guy on that team. He was second in points per game. He really controlled that offense for the Michigan Wolverines. And as you know, he had a leg injury during the tournament, the Big Ten tournament, and he will be out. And sources are saying that it will be miraculous if he would return throughout any of the games the tournament so it looks like he's going to be out it's going to be the hunter dickinson show who was second team all american who just got announced and he had 14 points a game so he had a very good year but you're saying michigan's going to be out because of isaiah livers he has that the x factor for them and since he won't be there they're just going to be done i mean i think that's just a big part of their team i mean obviously they have franz wagner and uh you know a couple other players that have, have have had really good se- uh, really good season. But um, I don't know. You know, Michigan suffered two big losses uh, the last two games of the season, um, especially against Michigan State. They look very sloppy. Um, I just don't think that they could really, you know, go all the way. And I think out of all the one seeds, I think they are uh, by far the, the worst one. Yeah, 100% out of the four one seeds, they're obviously at the bottom. You know, Illinois is a much better team than them. So is Baylor and Gonzaga. But you can't deny how talented Michigan is even without Isaiah Livers. This was a team who was six and three against opponents in the top twenty five. Don't forget the Big Ten was the best conference this year and they went fourteen and three in that conference. So they had a very remarkable season. But I'm gonna have to agree with you, Kostas here. Isaiah Livers, man, having him not in the tournament for them is gonna be a big loss. And I see Michigan getting bounced not early, but you know, somewhere within the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight, I don't think they get to the Final Four. What do you think? Yeah, I don't think they get to the Final Four either. Um, I think maybe they make it to the Sweet 16, and that's about it. Yeah, I mean, first round against the 16th seed, they should have no problems. They should easily roll. But beyond that, looking forward, 
to their matchup in the second round. They got an LSU squad who is red hot. They can score the basketball well. Or a St. Bonaventure squad who plays good defense. So we'll see what happens. But Michigan, we can count on them being the first one seed out of the tournament. Now let's really focus here on those key first-round games. Let's start here. We're going to start, you know where, with your 13th-seeded Liberty Flames versus the Oklahoma State Cowboys. You know, you go to Liberty. Can Liberty, who's on a 12-game win streak, pull off the upset against the Oklahoma State Cowboys? Well, I think uh, the committee really screwed us over here, especially against, uh, you know, a team like Oklahoma State who's been hot and, you know, has possibly the potential number one pick in the next draft uh, in uh, Cade Cunningham. But, you know, obviously, like you said, Liberty's been on a big win streak. Um, you know, we're all together now, and, uh, you know, the team's really come together. They took a couple, you know, ups and – they had a lot of ups and downs this season. Um, but, you know, overall, you know, a great season. You know, won the ASON, was the first team to punch their ticket to, to the tournament. And, you know, we have a guy named Darius McGee who was the uh, player of the year in the A-Sun. And, man, he is a player that, you know, really impressed me a lot, especially when I started following Liberty uh, from the time that I started attending there. But, you know, Darius is is, is going to be the key to winning this game. Yeah, he, he's a great point guard. He can shoot the ball well, and it's going to be an interesting matchup. You know, one side you got Darius McGee, and the other side you got six foot eight point guard. First team All-American, number one prospect going into the draft next year, Mr. Cade Cunningham himself. It's going to be tough for Liberty, but I think I agree with you here that Liberty, they got chapped a little bit. They're a 13 seed. They're playing hot. I mean, they should. I think they should be a 12 seed. I think they're better than Oregon State, better than Georgetown. Just they don't play in a big division like they do. They play in the A-Sun, and that's probably why they're the 13 seed, but it's going to be tough for Liberty. Unfortunately, Kate Cunningham and that team, they're playing great as well. I'm going to go with Oklahoma State here. What do you think? Can Liberty do it? I believe in Liberty. I really do. And, I, you know, we got defense on the team and we have scoring on the team. And those things are going to be key things in this game against Oklahoma State. And I'm going to go with Liberty here. Yeah, I mean, and what fan would you be of, of your school if you picked them to lose first round, right? Yeah, but no, I'm serious. Like, I, I have a lot of faith in them. Like, I, I'm actually, even if I wasn't a fan. Really? So, you, even if you weren't going to Liberty, even if you weren't a fan, you would pick Liberty in this game over Oklahoma yeah, State, I, who's I mean, a great team. Yeah, yeah, I watched them play, and I think the way they play is great. And I think that, you know, this is going to be an upset here. All right, let's move on there. Kostas is picking the upset here. 13 seeded Liberty. Now, of course, we're from Chicago. We got to talk about Loyola Chicago. They're the eighth seed here coming into the tournament. And they play a red-hot team who just won the ACC tournament in Georgia Tech. Loyola, they've won 17 of 18 games. They won the Missouri Valley Conference. And they do have the number one defense in the country. But Georgia Tech, as I mentioned, they won the ACC tournament. And they got a guy by the name of Moses Wright. Averaged 17.5 points and eight rebounds a game. Who comes out on top in this key matchup? I think Georgia Tech just really has the momentum coming out of the tournament. And uh, although Loyola did win their tournament as well, and they're, they're also red hot, I think that uh, they are overrated. And I'm going to say Georgia Tech comes with, uh, you know, the upset, whatever, the nine over yeah. eight. Wow. You, you really said Loyola is overrated? I, I think so. I don't know about that one. This team is good, led by Mr. Cameron Crutwig, who we watched 
as a freshman, and he, he was great then. He's even better now, and he's everything you want in a college basketball player. He hustles, grabs rebounds. He gets out there. I don't know, man. They also have the number one scoring defense in the country. They just play great defense. It's hard for teams to score on them, and I'm going to go with Loyola here. I, I'm going to go with them here. I think it's going to be a great battle. Loyola is favored by a point and a half, but it's going to be a great uphill battle for both squads. But I'm going to go with Loyola here today. Now let's talk about the 12 versus 5 seeds. These are always big upsets. In 2019, three 12 seeds beat 5 seeds. And only five times in history has a 12 seed not beat a 5 seed in a tournament. So when looking at these 5 versus 12 games, we've got Nova versus Winthrop, Colorado versus Georgetown, Tennessee versus Oregon State, and Creighton versus UCSB, the Gauchos. What team do you think is going to get that 12 versus 5 upset here in round one? Uh, I think the easy choice here is saying Oregon State over Tennessee. Um, I mean, all the other matchups, I think the team's got it throughout the first round. Yeah, I mean, Oregon State, you know, they just won the Pac-12 tournament. You got teams like UCLA, Oregon, Colorado, USC. Plenty of good teams, and Oregon State was able to score the basketball, move it around, play good defensive basketball as well, and move on. And Tennessee, you know, they don't know what's going to happen to one of their better players. He left the game earlier in the SEC tournament to a concussion, a head injury. So he might not be able to go here, and that's a huge loss for Tennessee. But I think Tennessee still gets it done. They got a great coach. I'm still going to go with Tennessee here. A team I'm looking at, Winthrop. They're 23-1, and and they're facing a Villanova squad that, you know, is struggling without their best player, our guy, Mr. Colin Gillespie. Do you think Winthrop can do this? I don't think so. I think Nova's got this one. I think they're going to do it for uh gillespie and i think uh i mean although i don't have nova going far this year especially without gillespie i think they definitely got this one covered against winthrop yeah i mean i can see you know obviously villanova they got a great coach in jay Wright. he's done it for so many years he's got his guys ready a whole week to prepare for winthrop so very well could but for going 12 and 5 man these upsets that happen so often and what better team than winthrop who is just red hot 23 and 1 they won their regular season tournament title, and I don't know what else to say. Villanova, they're struggling. That's just what it is. Colin Gillespie, man, that's their guy. He's without him. It's hard, man. They do got Jeremiah Robinson Earl, who's having a very good year, 16-8. and eight. You know, he's playing great, but I'm going to go here with Winthrop over Villanova in a bold prediction. Any other wow. 5 versus 12 you're looking at for upsets? No, I don't think so. I think – or you know what? Georgetown versus Colorado. Nah, nah. No, I, I, I've been liking what Patrick Ewing's been doing with Georgetown, although they got in luckily by winning the tournament. Um, that could be a good game. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good game, but I don't like how everyone's picking Georgetown in that game. A lot of people are picking Georgetown over Colorado. Colorado's a great basketball team. They shoot the basketball well. They're great at the free throw line, which is big in college basketball. They're the best shooting team from the free throw line. That's great. Georgetown. They got lucky. They won a couple games in the tournament, whatever. They were under 500 coming in. I don't like them. I think Colorado rolls in this game, and they win by five to seven points in that game. You know, when looking at other brackets or looking at at your bracket, Kostas, what are other major upsets you're looking at in round one? Well, uh, 
I don't know about me. Ma- I, I don't really have major upsets in uh, my bracket, right. to be honest. What do you think about uh, have, like, what do you think ones. about Arkansas versus Colgate? You think Colgate, you know, who's only lost one game, they're fourteen and one. Do you think they can beat an Arkansas team? I you know. I think so. And you know, we talked about this even before the selection Sunday happened. We said teams like Arkansas being the third seed. I don't know. I think Colgate has a good chance of beating Arkansas for yeah, sure. Yeah, we're not used to seeing Arkansas as a three seed. You know, we're not. You know, sometimes they don't even make the tournament. But them being a three seed, are they legit? Are they not? We just don't know. But one thing I do know in this game is Arkansas and Colgate, a lot of scoring. Both teams average over 80 points a game. They get out there. They shoot the bell well. And it's going to be a extremely high-scoring game. And Colgate, I can see them pulling off the upset here. They rank 15th in the nation in effective field goal percentage, two-point percentage, and three-point percentage. So they shoot the ball well. And they also got a point guard, Jordan Burns, who you got to watch him. He just broke the all-time assist leader in Colgate history. So 17.5 points a game, 5.5 rebounds, 5.5 assists. So he's an all-around player. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Colgate upset Arkansas. Would you? No, for sure, and whatever you're telling me right now, I think they have an even bigger chance now to, you know, take down Arkansas. Yeah, and we never know with Arkansas. I mean, they had a great regular season, but they're not used to the big stage in March, in March Madness, so they might come out slow, and a team like Colgate, they might come out hot shooting the ball well because they do shoot well, and if they shoot well from three, this upset is going to happen. Colgate will defeat Arkansas if they can make at least 50% of their shots from three. So now an interesting stat here before we end our segment is a double-digit seed, 10 or higher, has advanced to the Sweet 16 in 12 straight years and 33 of 35 tournaments. So, Kosas, looking at this, what are two? who are two teams that you think can make a big run here in March Madness that is a double-digit seed? Well, I mean, obviously there's the play-in game against, uh, for Wichita State and Drake. I have Wichita State winning that, and I think they could be a potential uh, candidate for that. And, again, I'm going to say Liberty. I think they're going to surprise a lot of people this year. Damn, so just for the viewers can know, um, where do you have Liberty going in the tournament? To the Sweet 16? Uh, yeah. Do you have them going to the I, Elite I was going to say Elite 8. I have a couple brackets um, going. Obviously, I have one where they lose first round, but you know, I'm gonna say Sweet 16. So, in your most, in your realistic one, the one that you, you know, it's my main one right here. You have Liberty going to Sweet 16. It, it's really hard to be Illinois. Yeah. So. But uh. So. No. So. But I, I would like. I. I mean, if something happens as far as they go, is gonna be Sweet 16. But if not, then. They're going to lose. So you have them beating Oklahoma State, and then you have them since you have Oregon State beating Tennessee. So you have Liberty beating Oklahoma State and Tennessee. I mean, and then Oregon State and then losing to Illinois. Right. Yeah, I mean, it it can definitely happen. If Liberty beat Oklahoma State, they got that that hot streak going, they can win. Now, Wichita State, very interesting. You know, they were the number one seed in their tournament. They obviously lost, but they're a great basketball team. Just the problem I have with them is USC, great rebounding team. They have they got Evan Mobley, who is an excellent basketball player, who would probably be a top five pick in this year's draft. There's not much to say about that, but USC I think is going to come out and win that game. 
And one seed I'm looking at, you mentioned this, the playing games. And I feel like playing games are interesting because the team that usually wins the playing game usually advances to the next two rounds. Don't you agree? Yeah, you know, that's been the case. Um, what was the team last year? It was, or the year before no, the last tournament? I think last year was the only year that it didn't happen. But the prior five or six times it happened, the playing game, they advanced immediately to, like, the Sweet 16 or the round of 32. It was insane. But I remember – wasn't one team Arizona State a couple of years ago, right? It was Arizona State. That's what it was, yeah. Yeah, it's just teams that get red hot. They get that playing game, and now they're on a – they have a momentum to the next game, and they wind up winning. So a team I see, the Michigan State Spartans. Do you think they can do it? No, I don't think so. Even though they're a very good candidate for it, I don't think so. I really don't. I think UCLA might win that game. Really? Too. So, I mean, that's going to be a good game. I think both teams have a fair shot. But Michigan State, they got five quad one wins. They put up well in the Big Ten. You know, they played well in the Big Ten tournament as well. They're a great team. They got Joey Hauser, recent transfer from Marquette. And they got guys like Rocket Watts, Aaron Henry, Joshua Langford. Three or four of those guys are upperclassmen. I think that is big come March Madness. You got the experience. They got a great coach, too, in Tom Izzo. Don't forget, coaches matter here in March Madness. They experience, they know how to win. And I think for those sole reasons, I think Michigan State has a great job. Beat US, UCLA and then go on to beat a BYU team, who I think is a great basketball team. But Michigan State just fares better in that matchup. They got the height. They got the experience. I like Michigan State. If they can beat UCLA to go on to the round of 32, and you never know what could happen, you know, because then they go on and they face Texas and, you know, anything could happen in March Madness. That's that's my motto. But a second team, you know, another team from the Big the Big Ten, I'm high on them because they had such a great conference this year, is the Rucker Scarlet Knights. I like them a lot as yeah, well. Yeah, they're, they're the 10 seed here. They have five quad one wins, just like Michigan State, and they're six and two in quad two wins. So... They beat good basketball teams over the year. They beat Michigan State twice. They beat Illinois. They beat Purdue. They beat Syracuse. These are all teams that are, except for Syracuse, all teams that are ranked pretty fair in the field. I mean, MSU is 11, but you, you beat them twice. So you got to get some bonus points for that. But Rutgers is a very good basketball team. And do you know who they're led by? Uh, Ron Harper Jr., the son of Ron Harper, the former Bulls player, who won five NBA championships. So, you know, winning might run in the family. So we'll see here. They also got a great rebounder in Miles Johnson, who averages 8.8 rebounds a game, two and a half blocks. So this team can get it done. And early on, this was a team that was ranked. This was a team that played very well, but down the stretch, they struggled. But I can see this team, you know, playing their first game, getting hot, beating Clemson, then going on and face a Houston team. Houston is good, but Houston only has one great victory against Texas Tech. And besides that, they haven't done much. They've had some bad losses. I know they they won their tournament, but they've had bad losses. And, again, Rutgers beat some good teams, including one of the best teams in Illinois. So you think Rutgers can do it? Can they make a Sweet 16 appearance? Oh, for sure, yeah. And, I mean, they obviously showed in the tournament as well. I mean, they beat a struggling Indiana in the tournament. But even before that, like you said, they beat – you know, Big Ten teams that, you know, you wouldn't think they'd beat. I mean, I think this is going to be a good candidate. Yeah. Another team you're looking at to make a deep a deep Final Four run, deep Elite Eight run, any, 
basically anyone. I'm looking. I don't know. That's past the 10 seed. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. I think we named all of the ones that I think. Yeah, so. I mean, another team that's not you know in the ten range, but is UConn, and I know one of my friends. Yeah. And one of our friends is actually high on UConn this year. They're a great basketball team. James Bornite, you know, he's great. But it's just they come into next round with an Alabama squad that is tough. So a lot that could happen. A lot of upsets are going to happen. But at the end of the day, Costas, what team is going to break down the nets and win? this tournament this year i want to say illinois but you know i think i'm going to say gonzaga and you know they're undefeated i think they're going to finish the season undefeated obviously they're going to cut down the nuts and uh it's all because of a man named jalen suggs yeah this would be if gonzaga does win the national championship this would be the first time since the 70s when indiana state went 32 and 0 and won that was also the same year that duke and kentucky did not make the tournament again. They didn't make the tournament this year. Coincidence? I don't know. But, yeah, the Zags are – they're just great. They got first-team All-American, Corey Kitzberg, the senior, Jalen Suggs. They are just great all around. And we'll see. Over the year, they beat Kansas. They beat Iowa. They beat good teams. They beat Virginia also. So, we'll see. Come March Madness time, if they are able to compete with these elite squads. The Zags, I also have them winning – I think they're too good on both sides of the ball. Jalen Suggs is going to get it done, and he's just a great prospect in this year's upcoming draft. Agreed. So this will end our 41st episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at flyinginsports underscore podcast, especially for details on our next episode. Check back next week where we continue to talk about the sports world. We're Flying in Sports, and we'll catch you on the next flight.